0: And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO, and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to take a little journey backwards in time here and discuss a topic that uh, someone sent me. It was an email Uh, that I thought was rather interesting, but the story that goes with the email is probably just as interesting. And basically what the story is saying is that in this day, in this age, young people, a very large percentage of young people are starting to invest in real estate. Now, why is that unusual that this is anything important as a story? Because if you go back when I was young there were only the only people that talked about real estate investing were something for nothing. Midnight madness, real estate guru guys that had these, um, Oh, what were the infomercial things on TV? And they just talked and jumped up and down and screamed and told you about all, how you're going to get rich and so on and so forth. And that's all that was out there. And I went to those programs to get my inspiration Really not that much education, but enough inspiration to want to find the real education. Um, but they were out there. There was courses by guys by the name of Dave Del Dotto, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, the Milans, Ron LeGrand, Carlin Sheets, just to name a few that you probably heard. Even Donald Trump had a program that now Trump's program has been sued out of business and he had to pay a fine. A lawsuit. He had a settlement. Um, All the rest of those guys are gone. Some of them even went to jail um, for different reasons. But what was happening was the real estate at the time was sort of a the wild, wild west. It was like, okay, here's something that no really smart educated, intelligent person does. They don't go buy real estate. You know, real estate is taxes and it's tenants and it's toilets and it's terrible and it's risky and it's this and it's that. It's everything bad. And you had experience with it being bad because your parents did it, your grandparents did it, and they didn't do it as if they knew what they were doing, as if it was a business. They did it because they got stuck with a house. Grandma died They took over grandma's house and turned it into a rent house. They moved, took a job somewhere else, and they took the house they used to have and turned it into a rent house because they couldn't sell it. Maybe two people got married. They had an extra house between the two of them. They turned that into a rent house. There was a lot of don't want to be landlords out there that really didn't know what they were doing. And they messed it up and messed it up bad. And then they shared those stories with their family and with their friends. And so the generalized theory out there that was real estate was really just for the bad, bad people that were dumb as a rock. And I say bad in that they were the low end urchins of the world that really couldn't get into a 401k, really didn't know how to work and get a job and save money. It was just the something for nothing. If I put a buck down, I might make $10,000 on a deal or whatever, you know. That's all it was when I started. When I started teaching real estate, it was after I had already retired at 34 years of age. And I realized early on that although I knew how to do, because I'd taken all those courses, all those little something for nothing, get rich quick tricks, all the you know buy real estate, nothing down type of techniques. And by the way, I've done many of them, but I didn't teach them. I said, well, Dell, why didn't you teach the super tricks? Because... The super tricks only work once in 10,000 tries. In other words, if there's 10,000 houses to get sold, only one of them gets sold on a super trick. So if I'm going to go out there and teach people and give them an idea that only works once every 10,000 attempts, then I got a pretty crummy business, at least business model. and you're taking advantage of people and you're just like all the other Dave Del Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, Milans, Ronald LeGrand, Carlos Sheets, Robert Kiyosaki and Donald Trump courses did. And I didn't want to do that. So I started teaching them just conventional real estate. Um, along came a guy that was a believer in what I was doing. He was a real estate broker. He said, Hey, why don't you partner up with me and we'll start a real estate company for lifestyles. And we did. And so we had, We were able to go get real estate deals for people. So not only could we give them the education on how to do this stuff, we could actually help them find the deal. And that really turned the whole thing around, um, that it was real and it was functional. Now, fast forward 33 years, and we now have over 50,000 clients that are registered Um, we've probably got, if I had to guess a hundred thousand total clients, but only like 50,000 of them are active and that's over the whole country, so that's really not that much. That's a thousand in each state, each in 50 states. There's probably another thousand that are inactive, but what does that mean to be inactive? And our membership, if you buy a membership, you never lose the membership. You use it as long as you need consulting. And then if you get to the end of your money, you know, say, OK, I invested all the stuff I had planned to put into real estate and I'm going to step away for a while until I save some more money or till one of these other deals uh, doubles in value and I refinance and take the money out or I sell it and double up and buy two or three properties. Um, there's no need for me to come in. I'm, you know, I'm not doing that. I need money to invest. So I realized that early on. And so I set up the membership where you could step away from and you could come back and pay a small renewal and get back involved again. And hence, that's probably one of the reasons why we've lasted, because people have come and gone and come and gone and come and gone, and the blood doesn't go away. The, the deep-rooted understanding of what we do stays with lifestyles because of that decision to set the membership up in that manner. But what's really interesting to me, and this is, this is probably egotistical, and if it's not egotistical, it at least sounds egotistical is that when I started, I was the only voice. I mean, there was there was nobody out there that was the voice of reason across the nation talking about, on the radio every day, about investing in real estate as an alternative to a 401k, as an alternative to an IRA, as an alternative to having a financial planner. To completely let all of those things go and make real estate your lifelong investment plan. Nobody out there was suggesting that except myself. And as I created that belief system, the pushback on it was massive. I mean, even the big name guys like Robert Kiyosaki was all about the stock market and the mutual fund market and the this and then that. and, And Dave Ramsey was all about the stock market and the mutual. And these guys were big name guys on the radio. But they were saying exactly opposite of what I was saying. And to this day, they're both gone now. I mean, Dave Ramsey, I think, is still around somewhere. But he's gone from three hours a day down to one hour a day down to having somebody else do his show or whatever. I don't know. But he doesn't. He now touts real estate investing. He wouldn't before. He said, don't do it, in fact, because he lost his butt in real estate investing. And now. After he's lost everything and told everybody not to do it because he's seen how successful we are at it, he's turned around and started telling people on his show, well, you should do real estate investing, but here's the right way to do it, and don't use leverage and blah, blah, blah. Hey, Dave, you're a smart guy, but you're an idiot when it comes to real estate investing. And you're misleading people. And I'm challenging him. I hope you can hear that's a challenge. That my way of doing things has helped Tens of thousands of people retire and become wealthy. His way has helped tens of thousands of people to get out of debt. Bringing up this article that's brought up about young people investing in real estate, but we're still reminiscing back to 33 years ago when I started Lifestyles when real estate investing was the ugly dog of investing. Uh, it was the redheaded stepchild, as they call it. And I hope there's not a redhead out there that's mm-hmm. insulted. Um, that used to be a common statement. And... Um, You know, the bottom line is, is that over the years, we've been able to grow real estate investing so successfully that other real estate guru programs have come out of ours all over the country. I would be willing to bet, and um, I'd be willing to do this if anybody wants to really track it down, but all the gurus I know, the real estate gurus that, that teach this stuff now, were either my ex-employees or my ex-customers or both, and um, what happens is, is they come here and they see what we've done, and then they would take it back to where they live and they'd say, "Hey, well, I'd rather be the guru, you know, than than go out there and actually invest in real estate, uh, or maybe by being the guru, I got people to give me their money, so I could invest in real estate. One of the two, whatever the the function was." Um, I know there's even a big national guy that used to be a car salesman that claims that he started real estate investing when he was 16 or, you know, 30 years ago or whatever. And the guy doesn't have one thing on the internet from 30 years ago. One thing that he ever did anything 30 years ago, he started about 10 years ago when he saw how successful my people were and he just piled on. He's a good internet marketer and he piled on and started taking people's money, made a lot of money with it. Uh, but he's making money for himself, not for everybody else. But that's irrelevant to this conversation. What's really important about this conversation is that the world is getting it now. And people, the the word is getting out there beyond just my radio shows and the other radio shows that other people are now copying. And there's hundreds of shows. Even in Houston, Texas, where I live, there's five shows a day that are real estate shows. But I know every single one of the guys giving the shows, they're all derivatives of they were either my own vendors, or, you know, people that work for me. They were my own employees or they're my own customers at one time. Um, and they just want to go on the show to market their, their product, whatever their product is and so on and so forth. But that's OK. I don't mind that because five times a day from them and two or three times a day from us, we're on the radio talking about real estate now. I don't think the stock market gets that kind of exposure anymore. There's people out there selling annuities. That's a big one now. They're trying to sell annuities. And so that gets a lot of radio play uh, out there. But the one that gets me the most, and I wanted to share this one with you, is the lies about gold and silver. I mean, Robert Kiyosaki just totally just blows my mind. He he started a real estate guru seminar program. It totally blew up in his face. He sold it to somebody else for millions, and then it blew up in that guy's face uh, because the product was garbage. And Robert Kiyosaki never really was a real estate investor. If you read his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he bought a condo, a condo. If you read his second book, um, Wealth, How the Wealth or No quad, Cash flow Quadrant, he bought a Aplex and that bought his wife a car. And that's the extent of what he really bought. Then in his other books he talks about well I bought into all these other things. yeah, sure. I don't think so. I think he just started investing with other people is what he did. Uh, but I know he's not a real estate investor because he's on TV touting gold and silver. Anybody that's ever been a real estate investor would never tout gold or silver. If they were a true real estate investor. Why? Because I've never seen anybody get rich from gold or silver. I, I was in a live seminar, a Fox business seminar one time. And I asked 500 people in the audience, does anybody know anybody who ever got rich from gold or silver? And there was a guy there that was touting gold or silver and it was cricket, cricket, cricket. No one had. So I said, see? And the guy got mad. That's a lie. There's many, many people that are rich with gold and silver. He goes, no, no. They got rich and then they bought gold and silver. Or they took their life savings and put it into gold and silver. But they never made any money from gold and silver. And the way I can tell you to think about this so you know that I'm telling you the truth is that if you listen carefully to the ad or look the ad up that Robert Kiyosaki is talking about, silver is the one that's going to make the biggest run. That's what he says, something like that. He'll say that, and I'm, I'm not quoting this exactly, but you, you'll you get the the message if you go listen to it. He's saying if silver just goes back up to what it was before, you'll have a 100% gain. Now, let's break that down. If silver goes to what it was before, that's connotating that it's 50% less. Because if you get 100% gain by going back to where you were, that means somebody was there and now they're where they're at today. Somebody has lost half of all their money in silver. And if you're not smart enough to understand that, re-listen to this part I just did five times. If you had an amount of money and it was 100% of a certain amount of money you had, and now it's at 50%, you lost 50% of what you had, and gold or silver just goes back up to what it was when it was at its peak, somebody had to lose from the peak down to 50%. Now what they're saying is if it goes back up again, you could make a 100% return. Maybe you could. But what if it goes down again and you lose another 50%? See, that's not happening in what I'm doing. I don't have those problems. I don't lay awake at night hoping and or worrying that gold or silver doesn't go up or down or the Fed messes with it. They can mess with all they want with real estate interest rates. And as we talk about it over the, the the weeks past and the weeks to come of what's happening in the economy as they change everything, you won't ever see me sweating. Because why? Because I had fixed rate mortgages at low interest rates. I didn't go for any of that adjustable rate mortgage junk. I didn't go for any of that interest only junk. I got fixed rate mortgages for long term periods like 10 year mortgages. I can sleep very well. My property is just going to click along now. As we go and maybe go into recessions and so on and so forth, it may be a situation where occupancies go up and down a little bit and the total amount of profit goes up and down a little bit. But just the mortgage reduction and the tax benefits alone from the real estate is a massive, massive gain. Not to mention appreciation, inflation, on and on and on and on, rent increases. You can go on down the list. And and so... Anybody who's ever done that and made the kinds of money we make in real estate, they would never go to gold or silver. That's why I know these guys have never done it, unless you go to the fact that many, many people have done it and done it wrong and lost their money, right? So let's go to this article now and see where people are at. This is a National Association of Realtors article. Uh, The copy says, Young Buyers Focus on Investment Properties to Build Wealth. And here I read the first two paragraphs as many under the age of 40 are looking at real estate as a means to generate income rather than looking for their own home to live in. A new survey shows. We'll take a short break, come back and see how important that statement is. We'll be right back with Bell Womsey Radio Show. creating the lifestyle you really want keep listening the del wansley radio show returns in moments there is a dream killer here somewhere today you're going to run into somebody that's going to tell you this stuff doesn't work like Vinette said it's a scam this is probably a multi-level marketing program somebody is going to tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex, the wrong sexual preference, the something or other. And this is all set up so rich people can be successful, and all you poor people can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win. Don't believe the dream killers. Start winning today with the Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the Del Bombsy Radio Show. Today we're discussing uh, the changing guard from the stock market, 401Ks, IRAs, annuities, guys, to the real world where people... and in- really more specifically, younger people are starting to understand that in our day and age, if you're going to actually ever retire, it's not going to happen by sticking money in a 401k or an IRA. It's not going to happen by giving your money to some financial planner. It's not going to happen by buying annuities or gold or silver. You're going to need to get a hold of real assets. And those real assets are real estate. Those assets are going to go up with this inflation that we're living right now. My investors, myself, do we worry about this inflation? No, I'm actually going, my gosh, you should see how rapidly my wealth is going up. said, so, well, Dell, inflation takes away from your buying power. Nah, my buying desires are minuscule compared to my asset wealth. And as my asset wealth grows exponentially through all this inflation, my buying desires are already satiated. They're they're minuscule. And if I did have more buying desires, they would be more graciated by the fact that I have more real estate value. I would have more cash flow. I'd have a better situation. So the young people are just now starting to get their arms around that in this article by the National Association of Realtors is pointing this out. I'm going to go ahead and read it. says, I'm growing number of young adults are charting a different path towards building wealth through home ownership, prioritizing buying an investment property before a primary residence. According to a new survey by whoever that is, a company that leverages technology tools to help investors buy finance and manage single family property. So I guess that that technology company come to that conclusion. Now, guys, there's two or three things in that statement that are pretty important. One, I have said now for 30 years to people, and if any of you've listened to me for years and years and years, you know, this is true. You can verify this. It's easy enough to go online and see what I've talked about on the YouTube and this and that, where you hear me. I have said for years, you should buy a rent house before you buy a real house. Why? Uh, a personal residence, excuse me, because the rent house will pay for your personal residence or at least a couple rent houses if you buy. depends on the cost of your personal residence. But once you go buy a personal residence, you use up your ability to buy assets because it sucks up your debt to income ratio. What people don't understand and the young people are starting to realize this is you can buy all the rental houses you want because it doesn't suck up your debt to income ratio. Why? Because you have income covering the debt. And so every time you buy a rent house, you have more income, which extends your debt to income ratio potential. And so you can buy rent houses forever. I had over a hundred rent houses at one time. I didn't even have a job. I'd quit my job and it didn't matter. I could still get mortgages. Why? Because I had income and that's what rental properties do. They create increase your income. Now, after you increase your income, you can afford to go out and buy a nice house. And the income from the rental properties will pay for the house. And so it would be very easy to get one. So it's very appropriate to buy your rental properties before your personal residence. But it goes on in this article. and explains in its second reason, which I started touting about three or four years ago, right before COVID. About four years ago, five years ago, we decided to go national. I think it's four or five now. And the reason we went national is because we had so many investors in Houston and Dallas and then in San Antonio and Austin and Corpus Christi that we needed other places to buy real estate. I mean, before that, we had people from all over the country who would come to Texas because Texas was really the fastest growing state in the union and buy real estate here. But we were running out of stuff that we weren't just buying back and forth between each other. I mean, that's how big we are, guys. I mean, it's hard for you to understand What it means to have a group that you belong to, a co-op with 50,000 people that all know each other. I mean, come on. And so we started going all over the country. And I came up with a theory, live where you want, because a lot of people started moving. You know, Texas is an okay place to be in business. But I'd rather live on the coast somewhere. I'd rather live in Florida. I'd rather live in Colorado. I'd rather live in maybe even California, if you don't mind the the liberalism out there. Um, But because it's so beautiful. And so people wanted to live, and I came up with this concept, live where you want and buy where you should. Because in most of those places where people want to live, the real estate's so expensive that it really doesn't cash flow. If you buy it and you rent it, it doesn't cash flow. Secondly, most of the really nice places to live, other than like Florida, are liberal. And so the the landlord-tenant laws are very bad. They're very anti-landlord. And so they're really not the place where you want to own any rental real estate. You want to own it in conservative states, in conservative cities, uh, whenever possible. So uh, I'll read a... Rest of this next article It says young people are discovering that buying an investment property gives them the best of both worlds. They can live wherever they want, including cities where they ca- they can't yet afford to buy and still become property owners, which, as we learned in our survey, is still considered an important part of the American dream. So, in other words, they're renting, guys. Get this. People say, well, you should buy. You should buy. You're wasting money. That's the old adage. You should buy yourself a home because every cent you're spending towards rent is wasted money. No, every cent you spend towards renting is consumption. And you're consuming a place to live. And if you can't afford to live where you want to live, then you rent. Right? It'd be like saying nobody could have a car unless you could afford to pay cash for the car. No. If you can't afford a car, you rent a car or you mortgage a car. If you can't afford to mortgage it, you lease it. You're going to get what you want one way or another and use your money for good investments because cars depreciate, right? No reason to stick all your money into a car unless you just got so much money you don't care like me. And if you see what this article is saying is that the younger generation gets it now. In fact, they—I think they said in here. I think I read it earlier. That people under forty it says compares to baby boomers now have 27 percent of saying nine percent of baby boomers and 27 percent of Gen Xers are now building wealth through real estate. Nine percent of baby boomers, 27 percent of Gen Xers. So it's growing, guys. It's growing. Baby boomers, I guess, would be me. And in my generation, like I said, they fought me tooth and nail about this stuff. They're saying, no, no, no. Now, what's happening, guys, and you need to be aware of this. If you come to any of our meetings and stuff uh, or hang out, you find out we've got kids. And, like, I've got one coming on next Tuesday that started at 18 years of age. By 30 years of age, he's a multimillionaire. We've got kids that are 18, 19, 20 years of age going out there and starting businesses and buying apartment complexes. We've got kids out there that are, you know, in, in their teens with their parents signing for the documents and are building, instead of small savings accounts, they're building portfolios. And this is massive because when you do that, these kids are going to be able to retire in their 30s. And you think about that, being able to retire by the time you're 30. Many of these kids have decided to give up college. The money that their parents would have given them for college that gladly are investing in real estate deals to become wealthy. And what's interesting is the parents get into the deal with the kids, they become wealthier too. Whereas if you give your kids money to go to college, you end up becoming poorer, more poor, poorer. But if you give your kids to invest in real estate, you become wealthier. So you have... Think about it, a double benefit there. You get your kids educated in business. You get them off into their own business. You get them off into making a living. You get them grown up and out. And at the same time, you're making money. That's a much better thing than paying for them to go to four, six, eight years of college, living at home, or paying double to have them live somewhere else on college campus. And I know many of you believe that the only way to become successful is to get a college education, but I guarantee you. I don't have a college education. My daughter doesn't have a college education. My wife doesn't have a college education. And I guarantee you, we have more money than 99.9% of you. College isn't the answer for everybody. Maybe for some people. If you have a specific skill set you'd like to learn, that college has good education for. But to just go to college, just add nausea, take classes, it's not working anymore, guys. We've been talking about the fact that young people are now realizing that they're going to have to invest in real estate to keep up with the economy and with inflation. And that the typical 401k, IRA, retirement plan, gold, silver, and annuities isn't going to work. Those people that are doing those things are not retiring. Uh, and people that are getting into real estate are retiring the people that do it my program anywhere from two to five years. So it's either don't retire at all, continue to work your life, your entire life away, or come in here and learn how to do it in two to five years. I mean, that's such a radically different concept. I, I just don't even understand why you wouldn't at least stick your head in the door and give it a critical ear. Doesn't mean you have to do it. Just give it a critical ear because. It's happening, it's real. I wouldn't be all over the country right now, in every state, have members in every state, if it wasn't real. I wouldn't have radio stations and hundred radio shows on 106 different stations nationwide if it wasn't real. One of the things you need to keep in mind, though, is if you do decide to do real estate, you're going to need to learn to do it the correct way. And the reason that real estate had such a negative connotation in the past is that people didn't know how to do it. They just got stuck into it, uh or they tried to do it without getting any education. There really was no formal education for how to do it correctly. So somebody sent me an email here. I wanted to share this with you just to give you an idea of one of the most basic concepts we have here at Lifestyles, which is best product, best price. Why are we always full? Because we are the best product at the best price. Imagine I could give you the best cell phone, and I could give it to you for a lower price. Hey, Apple says they've got the best phone, but they charge a higher price. Uh, Everything out there that says it's a better product charges a higher price, but what if I could have the best product and charge you the same or a lower price? I'm going to be full. And once I put a tenant in there, I don't have to worry about it anymore. That unit's rented. It's done for 12 months. So if you don't understand that basic concept, then you're going to have all the nightmares that people have in real estate. But I'm going to share this email with you because it it sort of clarifies. It says, Dell, I wanted to share the below message I received from a police officer who worked in the precinct near my Charlotte, I.O. independent real estate owner deal. The property is known to be located in a rough neighborhood, crime, prostitution, homelessness, purple Martians galore. The previous owner attempted to pump money into the property to make it better, but quit when things became difficult. Uh The police officer sent him this email, said, hey, Gerald, just met your security team again. The guys look like they're doing a good job, very visible. The place is looking great. They said it's real quiet, which means which which it seems to be. Uh, I gave them my information but did not share my personal cell phone. That's just for you and hope we can uh, stay in contact if you need me via email or the office number. I appreciate you putting in all the time. Thank you. I actually see people out there painting and doing work on the screens. It's nice to see people take care of the property. I simply responded by saying my investment model includes offering the best product at the best price for my best people I can get. I want to be the guy that changes this neighborhood, not the guy who gave up. There it is, folks. We take over properties that other people give up on, that other people destroy, and we fix them and turn them around. We buy them at an inexpensive price, and we make them worth a lot, lot more. We make a ton of money because we know how to do that. You may think you know how to do that, but you don't. Real estate is counterintuitive. When I give the seminar, it blows people's minds, and all my consultants give the seminar, it blows people's minds that just about everything you thought you should do, you probably shouldn't. And most of the things you should do, you would never have thought to do. That, my friend, is the other half of the story that these young people are going to need to learn to be able to make money the way we do and make the decision to go into real estate at an early age a good one if they learn that message and they learn it soon enough and strongly enough, then they're going to be able to make a lot of money in real estate investing. And if you're considering it, I highly recommend that you get to one of our free workshops. Watch our YouTube channel. Listen to me on the radio. Get involved and get educated before you make these financial decisions, because real estate is easy. People are difficult and those people that are difficult are the tenants and the contractors and the brokers and the real estate agents and the mortgage people and all the people out there you have to deal with. If you don't know what you're doing or what you're talking about, those people are going to be difficult to deal with and they've got their agenda. And remember, if you don't have a plan to succeed, then you by default have a plan to fail. And if you let people manipulate you and tell you what you need to do instead of you having a solid plan and doing what should be done, then it's just as likely you'll fail. And then... All of this hard work for 33 years of trying to change your motivation to go out there and do what we do will been for naught because you have to do it correctly to make it profitable. Now, one last thing before we get off the air here, and that is interest rates. You need to understand that the interest rates out there in savings accounts are going through the roof, through the ceiling, and that's going to force sellers to lower their prices because if you can make more with a savings account than you can with investment, people have to lower the price to allow the the profitable the profitability of the real estate deals to come in line with that. American Express is now offering 2.35. Now, remember, interest rates on savings accounts was less than one-third of 1% just six months ago. American Express, 2.35. Marcus 2.5. CIT, 1%. Discover, 2.35. Synchrony, 2.13. Pure Point. Uh, Bank 7, 2.5. Popular Direct, 2.47. North Bank, 2.95. Citizens Access, 3. CIBC, 3.03. Customers Bank, 1.49. And VO Bank, 0.75. As you can see... There's a good place to park your money while you're waiting for those incredible deals to come along to change your life. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.